You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Good evening and welcome to episode 133 of the Boys in the Booth podcast. Cody Abrams and Melbourne joining you on this Monday evening after uh, the opening week of NHL free agency. Guys, how we doing? Doing really good, Harp. I was uh, in a slow pitch tournament all weekend in Meaford. Kind of, you, you camp at the campground and then you rip over the diamond every time you have a game. So um, we sucked. We went 0-3, but that's the way it goes. A lot of beer drank, though, to make up for it. So a lot of good times. Um, Got the mustache going for the Pepsi Cup. Perfect timing to be in a baseball tournament. Looked like Matt Carpenter or someone ridiculous out there. So that all worked out. How you doing, Chad? Yeah, good, man. Shocker, you had a few beers this weekend. I think I texted you 16 times. I don't think I got a single text back, so that was nice. Figured you There's were busy. There's nothing new there. I figured you were busy. It's like Casey shuts off his phone at 4 p.m. on Friday every week, and then on you know Monday at 4 p.m., you can hear from him again. So it's yeah. kind of that's, that's how it goes. But anyways, I'm doing well, man. I have this jersey up behind me, and, and this will just be quick because I went to a Pink Whitney meet and greet event last week, which was pretty cool. Got to meet uh, Biz Nasty himself. A buddy of mine went uh, who played for the uh, Team Hong Kong ball hockey team. So they were talking about Chicklet's Cup that's upcoming and, and talking about ball hockey. So that was a nice little in there. That's Remy, if you're wondering, Harp, if you can remember him this time. Uh, but yeah, things are good. Had a good weekend as well. Went to a Jays game with uh, a couple guys who were playing in the Pepsi Cup that's upcoming. Going to be doing a YouTube video for that as well uh, after that tournament gets going in a couple weeks. So yeah, things are just fantastic right now. A lot going on. And of course, as you've probably seen in the title, we have a special guest. So Harper, why don't you introduce the man himself? Yeah, really excited to bring this guest on. He's a local hockey product from right here uh, out of Brockville, Ontario, developed through the Rito St. Lawrence Kings, the Upper Canada Cyclones, the U18 Braves, and the Brockville Tikis. Drafted by the Hamilton Bulldogs in the third round of the 2019 OHL draft, coming off his first full OHL season where he finished fifth among D in assists and eighth in points. He won an OHL title, played in the Memorial Cup final against St. John, and on July 8th was taken in the fourth round, 115th overall, by the Dallas Stars in the 2022 NHL Entry Draft. It is a pleasure to welcome on Gavin White to the podcast. Gavin, how are you, man? Thanks for doing this. Huge shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring the podcast. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets. SeatGeek makes it extremely simple to buy tickets to all of your favorite sporting events, including Jays and Leafs games, and you can always find a great deal. On SeatGeek, all tickets are scored on a scale between 0 and 10, so you know if you're getting a good or a bad deal. Green is good and red is bad. Plus, Boys in the Booth listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase on SeatGeek with the promo code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. So click the link in the description to download the app and remember to get your discounted tickets using the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. Get great seats for a fraction of the cost with SeatGeek. 
Summer is here and you know what that means. Extreme sports like spike ball and road hockey have returned and so is day drinking. The problem is we're not as young as we used to be and these summer activities can be draining on our bodies. When you push your body hard or just feel run down, it's extremely important to stay hydrated. When you make hydration a priority, it helps you feel healthier on a day-to-day -day basis. Enter Liquid IV. Whether you're playing sports or nursing a hangover, Liquid IV has you covered. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. The kicker? This stuff tastes good too, guys. Liquid IV has incredible hydration flavors like watermelon, strawberry, pina colada, and more, but my personal favorite is lemon lime. So, get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code BOYS underscore IN underscore THE underscore BOOTH in all caps at checkout. So that's 25% off anything when you order using the promo code BOYS underscore IN underscore THE underscore BOOTH, all caps at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com. I'm doing great, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So, Gavin, what a successful year for you. Going into it, is there anything that you looked at that maybe you wanted to change up? Or was there any one particular reason why this year was so successful for you? Um, you know, like over the COVID year last year where I play uh, any hockey, obviously, um, you know, I took that pretty seriously. And I uh, saw it as a way to, you know, kind of maybe better myself uh, when maybe when other guys weren't doing anything. Um, so, yeah, I think that really helped me. Obviously, I got in the gym a lot and got a lot stronger and faster. Um, and then in, along with that, just confidence, you know, like being an older guy in the OHL, um, you know, my coach and I had a really good relationship and uh, he trusted me a lot. And that instilled a lot of confidence in me. And just was it once I once I started getting points, you know, it just kind of just kind of happened. And uh, yeah, just, you know, getting faster was absolutely huge for me. It's funny with the with the COVID year off, we've talked so much on this podcast about like the impact of that on the OHL players. And most of the time when we're talking about it, it's been a negative thing. But for you, it seemed like it it was a, a positive because you completely blew up in this this second year, the the full year. So uh, things definitely worked out. Yeah, for sure. Chad. Yeah, no, I was just wondering, you know, here's the elephant in the room. The fact that you got drafted to the Dallas Stars, and I think that's what I'm going to title uh, this video here. So I just want wanted you to take us through that sort of if you knew that was going to happen leading up to the draft, if you had talked to a few teams, like how did it end up being Dallas? How did you find out? Let's just go through that because it's the elephant in the room here. Yeah, it was actually kind of an unorthodox uh, story. So about a week before, I I probably talked to like 20 teams uh, out of the 30 and. Nothing was really too concrete. You know, I was a second year eligible guy uh, and already being a late birth year. So I'm already two years older than some of the other guys, which is uh, a negative in uh, a lot of scouts eyes. But, um, you know, I was talking to my agent. He's like, you know, you, you got a pretty good chance, but it's not not 100 percent at all. So, uh, you know, I was just going in kind of thinking if I if I get drafted, great. If I don't. Great. Just, you know, use it as, as fuel like I have in the past. And um, I was actually at the Brockville Rowing Club working out. Um <laughs> I just just about head home because 
my dad told me to be home for the whenever the fifth round started so right at the beginning of the fourth i was just getting ready to leave and um i was with my buddy james Matt at the time and grew up with him so uh, that was pretty cool and i got a text from my agent he just said congrats and i checked the nhl uh, uh the website there and my name was was right there at 115 so uh, i was pretty pretty emotional uh being there with uh with james and we had, we had a good embrace there um yeah then i just just rushed home from there and saw my family and my mom and dad were, were both there and obviously it was uh it was a very special moment for me and my family nice Sorry, but I, I started looking. I, I was curious because you know fourth round, and uh, I think your your agent mentioned. I, I read that he was kind of expecting between five and seven. So fourth round, I wanted to look up since 2010. I'm going to list off some players for you. A couple notable players here. Um, started with Kunakle, Don Scoy, JGP, Riley, uh, Mike Riley, Johnny Gaudreau, Eric Gustafson, Brett Kulak, Andreas Athanasiu, Jacob Slavin, Miles Wood, Stanley Cup champion Nick Paul and Devin Taves, Ryan Graves, and at your pick, Alex Carrier at 115, and two picks later, Caleb Jones are all some names that I was reading off in the fourth round, and uh, that gives you a lot of lot of a lot of momentum going forward when you're reading those names going for in the fourth round. Yeah, for sure. You see uh good draw in there. Hopefully I'll be uh signing a big ticket like him someday. <laughs> yeah, just don't turn down jersey if you're doing it, please. Yeah. Yeah, seventy million wouldn't be too bad, eh? I guess. No. Yeah, that'd, that'd be that'd be good for the bank. <laughs> no kidding. So uh Gavin, who did you talk to uh in the stars organization? organization when uh when you found out did you talk to jim nil did you talk to steve Greeley? who did you talk to and uh how did that conversation go uh yeah actually on my on my ride back from uh from the gym um uh the guy named joe mcdonald their their uh head scout uh called me in the car and just said you know congratulations we're really happy to see you um and obviously last week i was in dallas for development camp so He's like, you know, there's a quick turnaround here. We'll probably get you on a flight maybe either tomorrow or, or the next day. And I was like, you know, let's thank you for the opportunity, obviously. And um, yeah, just I talked to him and a couple other um, director of hockey ops guys. And um, I haven't talked to Nil yet, um, but I'm assuming I will at, uh, when it comes down to main camp in uh, September. Cool. And how was uh, how was development camp? I know you got to go down there with your teammate uh, Logan Morrison, who absolutely tore up the OHL last year yeah. as well. Um, tell us about that. Tell us about going down to Texas and kind of meeting the rest of the guys and uh, you know the everything going on in Dallas and, and their system. Yeah, it was a it was a great experience. They're a, they're a really professional organization. Um, there's a there's a bunch of Ontario guys there too, so I knew a bunch of the guys heading into that. Um, um, yeah, it was it was great. They they had the uh, AHL staff on the ice most of the time with us, just working on you know D specific things with with the defensemen and forward specific things with the forwards. And um, you know I, I thought I learned a lot from from those guys and some of the older guys there that have already you know played a couple of years in the uh, in the AHL or in the in the pro loop there. And um, yeah, you know I just I fell in love with it. The weather is absolutely fantastic down there, it's scor- scorching hot, like yeah. low forties and always sunny. So uh, yeah, it was it was great. And you one that really stood out there that we should be keeping an eye on next year? Um, I'd say um, not a guy that was really there, but Wyatt Johnson from Windsor. Uh, he didn't he didn't skate at all, but he was down there. Um, and just from playing against him in the playoffs, you know, he's he's one of he's the most skilled player I've ever I've ever played against. Um, he's super crafty with the puck. He's 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 dangerous. 
Right on. Gavin, what's the uh, timeline look for you? Being one of the older guys to come out of the OHL this year, what, what do you think next season looks like for you? Where are you going to play, or, or do you know any of that right now? Yeah, as of right now, it's, it's kind of up in the air. Um, I guess it really all depends on what happens in September. Um, you know, if I, I think if I come into uh, main camp, you know, play well and you know, just have a good attitude and try and make my teammates a little bit better, I think I got a pretty good, um, you know, chance at maybe possibly playing in the American League next year. Um, but right now, you know, I think like, my goal is, is that. And if not, you know, I'll go back to Hamilton and just hopefully tear it up and, um, you know, I'll come out next year and make the initial team uh, then. I don't think it's possible to make your plus minus much better last year or, or next year. Plus 35. I know that's a, oh, it's a weird stat, but I read that and I was like, ah, how is that even possible? I guess, I guess pretty good team in, in Hamilton last year. So that certainly helps, but I was blown away by that one. Yeah. It makes it easy when you got, you know, three, two, our top six being like best top six in the league, you know, score lots <laughs> right. of goals. Gavin, I, I want to get into your Bulldogs team a little bit. You guys were just absolutely stacked this year. Yeah, uh, Logan Morrison, as we mentioned, who was at Stars Development Camp with you. A guy like Nathan Steos, who got drafted by the Florida Panthers. Yan Meshack, a Montreal Canadiens prospect. But I want to ask you about one guy in particular, and that, of course, is Mason McTavish. Drafted third overall last year by the Anaheim Ducks. This kid looks like he's got all the tools to be a number one center in the NHL. Uh, what's it been like getting to know him and playing with him? Yeah, um, obviously, like I, I was kind of the only guy in the locker room when he got traded that I kind of knew him. I didn't, I didn't know him that well, but he's from the Ottawa area, so I skated with him a few times in the off seasons. And uh, from, from what I heard from other guys, you know, he, he was a great guy, and he did. He was just that, like in the locker room, he was the biggest jokester and always keeping the boys loose. <laughs> The, on the on the ice, he was like he was the hardest worker I've ever seen. He's always on first, off last. You know, always doing extra shooting. Uh, his shots absolutely ridiculous, and um, just a, a, just an absolute pro. It's the only word I can really use to describe him. I got uh, I got one here. I mean, you kind of already mentioned, you know, some of the toughest guys to play against, but I, I want to circle back to that one because I always love asking this question. Like, I remember I asked uh, Bo Taylor when he played in the in the QMJHL, and he said Pierre-Luc Dubois was the best guy that ever came down on him and, and, you know, was shooting on him and whatnot. So what do you think was the most difficult guy to defend against in the L that you played against? I, I'd probably say Wyatt Johnson. Um, he was just like, the, the, way, he, the way he attacks defenders is like he's always trying to slip it through you instead of go wide and i think that's that's unorthodox for you know today's game where it's always like you know fast and you go wide and stuff and he's he's so good at finding the triangle underneath your stick that you and you never have any idea where he's going because he's so shifty um you know a couple times in the playoffs you'd be coming down on me and i'm like he better not get by me because this is like if, if he gets by me it's probably going in the back of the net and that could be the series so um yeah it was definitely him yeah, tell us more about uh, tell us more about the playoffs. I know, like OHL champion, that's you know nothing to scoff at for sure. And uh, I, I know you had the OT winner in Game Four of the OHL Finals, where you went on to win in uh, seven games, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it, like, I don't I don't know a lot about the the OHL playoffs, so like walk us through a little bit, like the the journey there. Yeah, I mean the first three rounds, we we ended up sweeping um, all of them. Um, we had some pretty good opponents. Like North Bay was one of the best offensive teams in, in the league. And we just found a way to shut them down every night, which was, which is great. Cause heading into Windsor in the final series, um, you know, they were 
obviously our best our best test of the year taking us to seven we ended up losing the first game at home which was it kind of shocked everyone in our room we were were pretty pretty quiet after that game and um you know we kind of just said you know this this could be actually this could be a long series so we got to kind of like bear down here and and battle through it so uh yeah obviously like you said in the game four i scored the winner it was that was pretty electric probably the biggest goal of my career and um game seven i think we had thirteen thousand fans in our building which was wow insane like it was yeah it was crazy loud and that game game. (laughs) 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 seriously way more um yeah and that game we won six one and you know the energy from that crowd was just it, it it absolutely fueled us it was it was insane yeah i mean that's kind of where the conversation comes in where everyone is it's saying you know hamilton deserves an nhl team with with how crazy their fans are and um, you know, you had the outdoor showcase this year and uh, the fans, there's tw- 12,587 sitting outside to watch you guys play that game. That must have been absolutely electric. Yeah, it was too. Like, that was like our first hint of like actually playing in front of that many fans. And I think it gave us a, a pretty good taste as to uh, what could have come in the playoffs. And they uh, they showed up in the playoffs, that's for sure. Well, you showed up in that game, that's for sure. Second yeah. start of the game with two apples. Uh five shots i think i think both your apples were were off rebounds eh? yeah yeah rebounds <laughs> yeah that's how it's yeah. done seems to be a good strategy eh? put it on net and and see if someone can bury it in the top six eh exactly shoot, shoot for the pads and good for the score <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh so we we talked about you know the ohl playoff journey there but just uh talk about you know taking the next step and going all the way to the memorial cup final and just the grind that it was and and just you know the the physical toll it takes on you and just that whole grind and obviously sucks that you guys came up just short but to to win the ohl title and to go all the way to the memorial cup final as well yeah like i think our first game there we played against st john the host team who had been off for like it was like 39 39 days or something like that before before the tournament even started and jesus um like, I think we didn't really think that it would be that bit, much of a difference, but uh, uh, we quickly realized in the first few shifts that um, it, it makes a huge difference. Like they were out there, like I thought they were like the Colorado Avalanche out there. They were flying around, like just making plays, like that. And we were out there just like bagged, like it was crazy. But um, yeah, you know, the experience was 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 great. You know, we obviously didn't pull it off in the final, but uh, you know, I think our, our GM had a pretty good pretty good quote after that game and it was um we're the champion of champions you know like we beat the the whl champions in edmonton and uh we beat the uh the cute uh champions as well in shawinigan so um you know i we had we kind of had a sour taste in our mouths after that final game but uh shortly after we realized you know the season was a hell of a season and it was nothing to be uh nothing to be ashamed of absolutely yeah i saw the video of mctavish being the last guy on the ice there and and just being disappointed about that loss i mean obviously that's got to feel so bad for for all you guys in the room to get that far and then just ah, just be so close and not be able to get over the hump not to rub any salt in the wound here it's just what a what a brutal feeling eh? yeah it was and we had we had a lot of injuries there too we had like Kind of like Tampa Bay's injury report after their Stanley Cup, we had like four, we had like four guys with separated shoulders and a bunch of a bunch of guys just with small bumps and bruises. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a, it was a great experience, and uh, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a good mentality after. I, lo- I love the GM's quote there because like nothing worse than feeling like you left something on the table. But it sounds like you guys are you feel pretty good about yourselves, which is great. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I had one here, Harp, uh, before you jump in. Uh, just yep. wanted to ask you, Gavin, is there a particular defenseman uh, who maybe currently plays in the league or maybe used to play in the league who you've kind of modeled your game after, um, you know, as you've sort of developed? Yeah, obviously, like, growing up in Brockville near Ottawa, um, kind of grew up watching Eric Carlson in his prime, and um, I just I love the way he's, you know, skates and controls offense and stuff like that. And uh, just from a young age, I, I've always wanted to kind of be like him and, um, I guess now it's, it's starting to kind of come into fruition, um, a little bit more than it was in the past. So, um, yeah, just like, I absolutely love watching him the way he skates with the puck and makes plays and stuff like that. So yeah, Carlson for sure. There's a, uh, there's a pretty good Finnish defenseman, uh, leading the way in, in Dallas and Miro Haskin. And just, uh, what do you think of his game and, and just his talent level and how much are you going to be watching him this year to try and take some things away from his game? Well, yeah, I guess I've probably never watched a full Dallas game in my in my life uh, until the bubble when they played in the finals. But, um, you know, yeah, I'll be watching him really close this year. They, I mean, when I was in Dallas last week, they were showing us a bunch of video on uh, on him and all the stuff he, he does well. And you don't really notice how good guys are until you to watch the little things. Um, and, you know, he's he's one of the best in the world at what he does. So, yeah, I'll be watching him pretty close. Awesome. I got another one, too. Uh, just, you know, because you have that experience playing in the O and maybe doing it this coming season, too, depending on, you know, how things go at camp and, and whatnot, you know, for people who don't have the experience in and around the OHL, who have never played, like guys like us or even just fans, like, can you kind of tell us what it's like just to be a part of a team like that and, you know, going on the road and always being with your teammates and, and things like that? Is there anything that stands out to you throughout your experience? Yeah, I, th- I think that the biggest thing that i that i learned especially this year being my first full year was um you know you're with those guys and beside you for you know 10 months of the year probably like six hours a day and um you know you get to you get to become a family pretty quick and um the culture in hamilton is, is fantastic it's it's probably one of the best in, in the ohl and um you know like we, we do everything together we party together uh you know hang out together outside the rank and uh just making lifelong memories and, and friendships with some of those boys Gavin, uh, just talk about the impact that uh, your your family and, and friends uh, back home here in Brockville have, have had on you as you've uh, gone through your, your hockey journey here and, and then ending up being an NHL draft pick. Just uh, talk about the impact your friends and family on your career so far. Yeah, I, I can't thank all of them enough. You know, my f- friends and family have been my, 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 my best supporters since day one. Um, you know, back when I was in my early days in Cyclones and Kings days, um, you know, I wasn't like the greatest player on the team. And, you know, they'd always, they'd always support me through that and, you know, try and give me confidence maybe when I was down. And now, you know, I can't thank them enough for, for all they've supported me now, you know, when all the success has paid off, they've been there the whole time. And, um, you know, I, I absolutely, I absolutely love them and wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. Talk about, uh, talk about your dad's role in, uh, in kind of working you all the way up. I, your dad was my football coach and hockey coach in high school for, for many, many years. And I know what he can be like as a coach. He's certainly, uh, certainly hired on us sometimes, but always knew how to find and, uh, pull out the best out of kind of everyone. So talk, talk about your father, Steve. I think, I think you just hit it on the, hit the nail on the head there. Um, he's, you know, he was, he was really hard on me growing up and I, at some, at some points I, I think uh, I thought maybe you know didn't like me or something like that, but um, now I look back at it and I agree with all he did, and I, I knew he was doing it because he you know wanted me to be successful, and 
um you know i can't can't thank him enough and you know, he's been my biggest supporter it comes to like all of my games even on the road he's he's driving all over to all, all over ontario um just to come watch me play and um yeah you know i think i think he's been my uh the, the biggest factor um in my in my hockey career yeah it's awesome yeah Gavin, I've got one here. Uh, I'm just looking at your Elite Prospects page right now, and it has it listed here as uh, Brock Fultikis in the CCHL 2, but it doesn't have any stats for that year. Did you play for for the Tikis, or what's that about? Yeah, I played three games in the playoffs uh, for them. Okay. Yeah, that's the Perth Blue Wings. Um, after my after my U18 year, I think they were still in the playoffs, um, so I just went up to there and played a few games with them. Do you remember how many points you had in the playoffs? Zero. So, <laughs> so just yeah. to get this on record here, NHL draft pick Gavin White has fewer points than Casey Abrams playing for the Brockville Tiki's. Just want to point that out. Just putting that out there. <laughs> just want to make that clear. Yeah, you know he has what? more playoff games played than me, though. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I'd have to check my my apples, but you know what, Gavin? Maybe that's something I can say too. Maybe I have one apple from my time with the Tiki. You know what? <laughs> Hearing that, I might throw myself back in the draft next year. The Winnipeg Jets did pick a guy uh, first round who was 25 years old back in the day, so I think that was in '92. I think there's a chance. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just graduating talent out of the Tiki's organization. That's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Boys, anything else for uh, for Gavin before we wrap up here? No, I just want to kind of thank him for coming on uh, personally. You know, uh, I've always heard a lot about you kind of through Steve and through other guys around Brockville, but never had the chance to meet you. So I'd certainly appreciate you coming on and just want to wish you all the luck. I'll be uh, I'll be following you pretty closely. going to have to get myself a, a Gavin White jersey. Would love one of those tie cat ones. Yeah, true. <laughs> for sure. Well, hopefully Thanks, in a couple years it. too, we can get the uh, we can get a Dallas Stars one, and yeah, you know, that, that'd be even that'd be better. Great. That'd be great. Yes, it would be. Yeah, that's right, Gavin. Yeah. I, I want to thank you too uh, for for doing this and just wishing you all the best going forward, man. Like, what a journey! You know, coming from the Brockville area, getting selected, gonna go down to Texas. Just love playing in the sun. Like, that's gonna be awesome for you. So, wish you all the best with your NHL uh, aspirations. Thanks, I appreciate it. And uh, you know, for for me, Gav, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, you know, it, w- one kind of cool story for for me is just you know, like I've I've kind of known you since you were you were young, and and, and I've kind of seen you grow up. And I can remember years ago when we were kids, you, myself, and Emerson going with your dad over to uh, Bracken Reed Park and hitting some baseballs. And that was years ago now. And now you're an NHL draft pick. So it's been really cool to see your journey and see your growth over these last several years. And uh, just congratulations once again and all the best along the way. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks, I Really appreciate it, man. All right. Gavin White on the Boys in Booth podcast. There we go. Thanks, Gavin. This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month 
at www.patreon.com slash boys in the booth. 